Welcome to Sister Scriptorians, where we are devoted to learning, likening, and lifting others one principle at a time. Episode 142, Still His Brethren in the Lord. Welcome to another podcast. Before we get started on this week's topic, I want to invite you to join me this Wednesday, October 20th, to a webinar that I'm hosting called The Tender Mercies of the Lord. How can we see the Lord more clearly in our lives? How can we feel the strength that we desire to have to move throughout our day with more confidence in our ability to make decisions and with assurance that we always have the Spirit with us? And in fact, what does that even look like, having the Spirit always with us? Those are the sorts of things that I hope you will grow in understanding this Wednesday. Now, something you should know about me. I'm not one of those who invites you to a webinar and then uses the whole time spinning in a circle around a topic and never really getting to the point. No, I dive in. I'm not going to entice you to join me, spend 45 minutes alluring you to learn more, and then tell you that in order to get the results, you must purchase a program from me. No, (laughs) those are obnoxious. I can't stand those. I will, of course, tell you about the coaching that I offer, where we dive more deeply into these tools. But those of you who have participated in a webinar with me or in free coaching that I've offered in the past, you know I get down to the details and I offer the tools. So join me this Wednesday for our Tender Mercies webinar. Learn more deeply about the impact of acknowledging the tender mercies of the Lord. Learn how that can deeply impact your life. And we're going to take time, of course, to dive into some scripture and then liken it to ourselves. And there is three ways that you can register for this webinar. If you receive my weekly emails, there is a link in that email that I sent last week. And there will be another link in tomorrow's email. My emails usually go out on Tuesdays. And then you can also go to my website and there on the homepage, it is found right there. Register now for the Tender Mercies webinar. And that's at sisterscriptorians.com or probably the easiest uh, way to register since you're listening to the podcast right now. Just click on the link that is at the bottom of the show notes and that will take you directly to the register page. This is a free webinar. And it will be probably around 45 minutes long, and you are welcome to join me. Hopefully, I've anticipated how I can serve you and make this as easy for you as I possibly can so that you can just come on Wednesday and experience a lift. Nothing would please me more if you felt like you can, after watching this webinar, go and do life a little more successfully with confidence that the Lord is with you. The promise that we receive in Nephi is that the tender mercies of the Lord are upon all those whom he hath chosen because of their faith, making them mighty even unto the power of deliverance. And our goal is to learn how to better define this interaction or this relationship with the Lord that we can see how frequently we really actually are having it. And so now in the future, moving forward, we can cherish it more and feel strength from it. And also while I'm at it, I want to encourage you to go to my website and to sign up to receive my weekly emails that 
usually complement the week's podcast that has gone out. It will contain an easy link for listening to each week's episode. It also keeps you current on the offers that I'm making. I make the offer there first, and then I let the information out to the regular audience. And then quite often, not always, but Usually, there is a ponder prompt download that is likened to the week's scriptures that were focused on during that podcast episode. They often come in the form of journaling these ponder prompts, helping you to be able to sort out your thoughts and then choose one that are virtuous and full of truth so that you can capture those and then move forward in faith and power. And to receive those, you need to sign up for my emails. I no longer am putting them up on the website anymore. I had to find the best way that I could be the most consistent to you, because that is really important to me. And so this is the way that I discovered that I could honor that commitment. So how's that? Please know I love you and hope that I am identifying ways that I can best support you in your faith in Jesus Christ, because... We need that, don't we? I don't know about you, but the voices of opposition to the gospel appeared to have a microphone this summer. Whether it was my social media feed, which, you know, it mostly was. Or there were some close friends. It appeared that I was hearing from several who were voicing dissent, which doesn't necessarily bother me. We're all at different places in our testimony and even different places regarding certain aspects of our testimony. Questions and searchings are not wrong. In fact, I believe and I feel that it can be invigorating to ponder upon those questions and to search the scriptures and to ask questions and have a dialogue with someone you trust to try and understand the doctrine of Jesus Christ. I love it. Sign me up. But that's not what the voices were doing that I was hearing. What I heard were those professing doctrine about certain subjects that weren't doctrine. Those telling others to just hold on, the doctrine will be changing soon, just hold on. Or even expressing anger against apostles for teaching what the doctrine was and then proclaiming to feel hurt by it. And all of this was coming from those on social media who have sort of set themselves up to be leaders to others regarding gospel living. They appear to set themselves up as enlightened ones. And that's what concerned me and also the spirit of contention that their followers voiced back in support for what was posted and against members of the church and their leadership. And then there was the shaming and the attacking of the members of the church who are still striving to be obedient and implement Christian teachings that are, you know, sometimes really hard to implement. We all do this human thing messy, And then you add Christianity on top of it, and we're all practicing when it comes to our Christian faith. I did a lot of soul searching this summer, and also scripture searching, learning what I could about God's love, and to hear His voice on these topics. I wanted to be on the right side of things, even if it was the unpopular side. I wanted to be rooted firmly with Jesus Christ. And if I was in need of adapting, I also wanted to know that so that I could adapt. Meanwhile, looking around me, I was noticing that those who were likening some of these provocative and rebellious posts were some women I really thought highly of. (laughs) And I noticed that I began to feel alone. I was processing a lot of shame in places that I had never needed to feel shame about in. 
And that was really eye-opening for me. The adversary was so good at whispering to me how out of touch I was, how unpopular I was, how cold and judgmental I was being, and on and on. But luckily, there were a couple of good women that I could turn to in my circle that I could just speak openly with. In fact, I had one friend in particular that I asked her to be a part of a Marco Polo group with me. I wanted to better understand God's love because I noticed that his love was being defined inaccurately and it was actually adding to a lot of confusion, almost like being weaponized. And she said yes. And her and I spoke back and forth and I brought President Nelson's words on the matter and she brought clear scripture references and it helped me to feel grounded in truth. Anyway, these handful of women, all separate from one another, helped me to expand my mind while not needing to listen to the enlightened ones, but instead to the Spirit, to hear and feel Him through the God of Truth's words. If you want to understand truth, go to the God of Truth's words and study them for yourself until you hear Him. And as I began to open my mouth more and engage in one-on-one conversations with other women, I heard them reiterate the deceptive voice that had been speaking to me. More than once the statement, I thought I was alone in my beliefs and understandings were expressed to me. And that's how it's been feeling lately, isn't it? Instead of feeling like Yours is the only family who has had loved ones distance themselves from the church. The easier question now is, whose family hasn't been affected? In fact, in my ward, we had a beautiful fifth Sunday meeting on how we can love members of our family and our neighbors who have left the church and distance themselves or decreased their activity or whatever term they choose. And it was a meeting that was full of love and also some grieving, which has a deep expression of love, I believe. But as I looked around the room with just the knowledge that I have, I realized that there was hardly a family that hadn't been touched by this circumstance, including my own loved ones. So take heart today that not only are you not alone in believing, you aren't alone in needing to learn more about Christ-like love for those who are currently choosing differently and to have taken a foot off the covenant path. So it was in late August that I ran into an old dear friend of mine. And this woman, she's like a mother to me. Yet we haven't seen each other for a couple of years. Several years, actually. And running into her was like coming home. And I was thrilled when she suggested that we get together. I, I don't think I could give her my cell phone fast enough. Or my cell phone number. And she suggested that her and herself and her daughter, that we all gather together and we catch up. And I rearranged some things on my calendar to make that gathering work. And I was anticipating a great connection of kindred spirits. But then there was a little part of me that was a little apprehensive. I didn't know what to expect. Once upon a time, the three of us had been united in faith. But were we still... Was this another moment where I would need to sit and listen and love because obedience to some point of doctrine had completely unraveled my friend's life? I had had a lot of those during uh, the recent months, and that's okay. I had been blessed with the capacity 
to experience that and not not be worse off because of it. But would I have to do so again with, with these women? And that was the question in my mind. Ultimately, though, as I was preparing and getting ready to go meet with them, ultimately, it just didn't matter. What mattered was the fondness that I had for my friends and the sincere desire to reconnect and celebrate whatever was happening that was good in their lives. Just so you know, the catch-up was everything I hoped it would be. The conversation quickly turned to gospel topics, and I discovered we were all still all in in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I left my friends home and started to drive away, and it occurred to me that I was feeling something huge inside myself. As I drove away, I realized that I felt joy. During our conversation, I asked my friend's daughter, who is around about seven years younger than me, have you felt alone in your testimony? And she said, no, not really. She contributed to having a good circle of friends who lived their testimonies and that helped safeguard hers. And I can relate to Alma in Alma chapter 17 as he was journeying from the land of Gideon southward to the land of Manti when he met the sons of Mosiah, his old friends, the friends of his youth. Can you imagine the scene? Traveling and going about your duties and without having first read about your friend's travels on Facebook or Instagram or getting a text that says, hey, let's meet up, I'm coming home. (laughs) Alma unexpectedly comes upon his old friends and it's been 14 years since they last saw each other. I can almost feel his astonishment and then I can experience his joy. Joy because after conversing with them, he discovered his friends were still his brethren in the Lord. Despite their past rebellions, their conversion had been permanent. And not only that, they had brought many souls unto Christ. And remember, after all that Alma had encountered in his days, after all the wickedness that he saw as a result of the once faithful denying Jesus Christ, I wonder how often his mind was drawn to the sons of Mosiah who had urged their father, the king, to let them go into the lands of the Lamanites to teach them. I'm not sure what the mail system was like, but I'm assuming it was probably next to none. And after more than 14 years of not knowing if his friends were dead or alive, free or in bondage, faithful or full of doubt, I'm sure there were times when Alma felt alone. And have you been feeling that way? Have you heard the growing voices of dissent? One could argue that one of the themes of this year's conference was you aren't alone, but buckle up. There's no time to be wasted in coming unto Christ and having that be your foundation. Did you hear that theme as well? For a split second this summer, I too felt alone, but it took a mind shift achieved through tutoring by the Spirit and then opening my mouth to discover I'm not alone. And it also takes selecting good friends who are living and breathing their testimony like my young friend had surrounded herself with. I once coached a client who believed she was alone in her ward. She had had experience after experience with some women in which she had gathered the evidence that not only was she not included, but she was not wanted. And she desperately desired to have good friends, especially within her ward, 
Not only do we go to church to worship Heavenly Father in Jesus Christ, which is the most important, but it also can serve as our social circle as we serve side by side with one another. Or like it is here in Utah, where your neighbors are your ward members. So if you're not friends with your ward members, that can quickly feel lonely. What her brain kept doing was it kept offering her the story. You are alone and you aren't good at relationships with women. And therefore, every disappointing experience that she had just reinforced this belief that something was wrong with her and that she wasn't enough. So through coaching, we took away the vagueness of the story and we got really specific. I had her name who these women were that disliked her, that proved she was terrible with friendships and caused her to feel such aloneness. She could only name five of all the women she encountered in her life. She was about to embrace a lie over five of them. And when pushed a little further, she only had true evidence for three. The other two she was just assuming. And then when pushed even further by asking, is it really true that they dislike you? She couldn't without a doubt answer yes. Because she didn't know if they were scared or suffering She didn't know if they felt they were included or if they were hurt or struggling with jealousy. She just didn't know. What we also couldn't prove is that she was all alone. A ward is made up of a lot more women than five or three. We flipped the question around to who she has a good relationship with, who she comfortably says hi to, who she typically sits next to, who she admires who she had positive interactions in the past with, who her ministering sisters were, who she anticipated having future good experiences with. And what she discovered is that there were far more than five women that she had warm and positive interactions with. In fact, there were more than five times the number she felt defeated around. The challenge for her moving forward was to cultivate those relationships. They were to be her sisters in Christ. And as she did, as she focused on the good and the beautiful, the negative lost its power. So this week's ponder prompt is going to help you rejoice in who your sisters in Christ are, both in your ward, in your community, in your family, extended friendships, and even include the general leadership of the church. Name them, celebrate them, articulate what strength they bring to you. They too are navigating this fallen world and they are coming unto Jesus Christ just like you. So you know what? Do it together. Mormon captured for us in Alma 17 specific acts and devotions of faith that the sons of Mosiah engaged in in order to stay true, even when surrounded by those who didn't believe, and in order to stay true, even when they were literally alone, in order for them to speak truth, even amongst those who believed contrary in order to stay upon the firm foundation that their repentance had placed them on, even the rock, Jesus Christ. 
They had waxed strong in the knowledge of the truth and therefore had received the blessings of sound understanding. They had searched the scriptures diligently that they might know the word of God. They also had given themselves to much prayer and fasting and the blessings they received were the spirit of prophecy, the spirit of revelation, and the ability to teach with the power and the authority of God. This is how the sons of Mosiah responded to their moments of being alone in the gospel of Jesus Christ. They didn't shy away and hide. They leaned into the grace of Jesus Christ and became more than what they were without him. And they were blessed to have much success in bringing many to the knowledge of truth. But in order for that miracle to have happened, They were blessed to be strengthened in their testimony, even despite the severe challenges that they encountered and they endured. And you too can receive that same protection that the sons of Mosiah received from the Lord. In fact, we need that same protection, for we really do live in the prophesied times when men's hearts will fail them. And that protection is predicated upon you searching the scriptures, upon you praying and upon you fasting much, so that you can wax strong in the knowledge of truth, so that you can be a woman of sound understanding and not manipulated. You will receive the spirit of prophecy, which is being able to testify of truth and of Jesus Christ through the Holy Ghost. You will receive the spirit of revelation and teach with power and authority of God, so that there can be rejoicing When we are able to exclaim, we are all still sisters in the Lord.